Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Makeover. I am very excited today to be joined by Natasha Dolginski, the head of growth marketing at uh, Clary. Welcome to the show, Natasha. Thank you so much. Thanks for being here. I'm uh, Thanks for having me. excited to chat someone on the growth side. It's kind of like my own little world, too. And so excited to hear your perspective and kind of see some of your ideas. Anyone you're hoping it is? I know folks. I'm <laughs> now. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. All right. Let's spin the wheel. Let's see what we got today. Shopify. I need fives. Shopify. All right. They just wanted to go with that little guy. Um, um, you heard of them before? You know what? They are. They are a in-flight deal that I would not want to say things about. So if we can spin again, that would be amazing. Um, we don't really have another spin. Oh, we don't have another spin. We can see. Let's see what they'll end on. Maybe they do. G2. Interesting. You heard of them? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) We just got rated as number one on their revenue operations grid. but (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. So they say where you go for software. So when we look at this, right, you can choose the right software and services for your business based on 1.4 million authentic timely reviews for real users. Okay. Now, I think... What I hear from potentially managing more people on G2 than anyone else in the world um, is it's sometimes hard to drive leads from there. And G2's turned into more of a brand play than it is a lead gen play like a Captera or a software advice. What do you think about that? Um, I think that is a fair statement. I think they actually are doing not an instead of, but in addition to where it is a brand play for sure. But it is still has to be a lead generation channel just because the intent of folks who are coming here is is so bottom funnel, right? They're looking at competitors. They're looking at other solutions to evaluate. So I think they're doing both. Yeah, I think what's interesting, though, is it's operating oftentimes on a SaaS model compared to like a CPC model or a CPL model. Is that accurate, you think? I do think that's accurate. Oh, they have a best products thing here. Very interesting. Very, very cool. So let's say we're CMO here and we got to elevate the G2 strategy. As a user, what, what do you wish they did a little better? And then maybe we can tie that into the strategy. Yeah. Um, as a user, I think that as a buyer, basically, of their platform, I think that sometimes it is a little ad hoc and there's not kind of a bundled packaged situation where I can easily come in and say, this is the package that I need and this is how it helps me. So packaging the solutions that they have would be my recommendation. All right, let's check it out. So let's go to four sellers, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what you're referring to, right? So sell more software is what their promise is. Every month, millions of people research, compare, and buy software and services on G2. Okay, so you have the ability to generate reviews. They're going to help you with that, whether it's through gift cards or whatever. You can use their Magic Quadrant, which is a heck of a lot cheaper than Gartner. They're also going to help you, and they don't really talk about it like, but they're going to do that buyer intent, right? If you buy their SaaS product, you can get that purchase intent. But you're right. It doesn't seem like they do any bundling or packaging or pricing. It's interesting, right? 
Yeah. Oh, and they don't have, they don't make research a huge part of their strategy for analysts and guidelines. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think, you know, over here, what would you want them to do that would be different for you in your mind that would help them better sell heads of growth at SaaS companies? Yeah, I think, I think maybe that's another thing is really positioning it from a persona perspective because a CMO will come here and they'll need to see different pain points or they'll have different pain points rather um, versus a growth marketer will come here versus somebody on my team that is doing the research who's coming here for their pain points. So making it a little more persona based and then again, being able to have a solution that you can kind of have a bundle because I don't necessarily want to pick from the list that they have or even think about what things I need. And I'd rather have them help me understand that better. That makes total sense. I think right here, I guess when I went here, I what I didn't really get was that I'm on a totally different cell dot subdomain. Hmm. And so I didn't realize that this menu had totally changed. I was in this new environment. So it's interesting is like, think about how we got here. Right? So we were here, right? Then uh -huh. I clicked for sellers. And then it put me in this whole new website and environment, which I don't know, for some reason it never clicked on me that I had all this extra content up here. I don't think it clicked for you either, actually, because you were like, oh, yeah, they, they might want to see personification and stuff. But I think they actually kind of almost have it, but we didn't even realize it. Yep. That's gosh, that's they do have it. Check, check that box. But it's not maybe it's the white on white with this weird menu where it doesn't seem to like. I don't know because it, I, neither of us, I mean, we both kind of professionally audit things I'd imagine. And I don't, and this, yeah. and we use menus every day, but it didn't really click for us for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, and I used to talk about this all the time at my previous company that I worked at is the naming convention of products, solutions, and insights. What's the difference, right? Um, it's almost like taking the same set of functionalities, if you will, and, and, and benefits and just putting them into different sections and, helping the buyer myself connect yeah. those dots is what products help with what solutions and what insights do I get out of your solutions and products? No, I love that too. And I think this is cool. Do you use the research function? I have not, but I love that page that you would just on the one. The visuals are great, which all of them are. Yeah. And I love how they're asking the question. That's to me is connecting the dots for me as a buyer is why did they leave rather than using more of the marketing jargon and putting yeah. visibility and this and this and this, but why did they leave? Oh, that really resonates with me. I don't know why they left. Let me, let me learn more. So I love this page a lot. Yeah. I think this is really clever. They do a good job visualizing the product. Yeah. And then here, the buyer intent data, do you use this product? I, gosh. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, does your SDR team get profile views so that they can get intent or are you using a third-party player instead? We have another solution that we use for intent. We did try, I believe, to use this with our advertising just to see how it compares and actually don't know what the results of that were. Hmm. Uh, well, they also don't give you the buyer, so I think that kind of makes it yeah. hard. Right. So you, what you could do, right, is you could build like a – API connection between this and segment, have an enrichment platform that gave you the URL, and then you could take all your personas at that organization and then enrich them using Clearbit Prospector or something all in real time. It's something we do internally at Directive. But nice. yeah, it's not exactly like you'd have to have a pretty good marketing ops background, I feel like, 
to really leverage this because I know SDRs sure as heck don't want to call all these different accounts and try to figure out who it was who viewed it. Yeah. Yeah, this definitely seems more like an automated marketing solution. Um, Clary has a fantastic marketing operations leader. So this is um, right up his alley. But again, what I like about this page is they're really keeping the narrative really simple and very conversational, very human, instead of yep. using kind of longer headlines and, and being kind of vague about it. Yes, sell it. That's a fantastic headlines. I think a lot of companies are scared to do that. And I, I love it. No, it's awesome. I think it's really clever. Here's here. When you see plans, what do you believe about not putting price? Oh, gosh. Good question. I, I'm on the fence, Garrett. I think that putting price on there is creates visibility into it and, and makes buyers think that it's all open and you can see exactly what it is. You can compare. On the other hand, there's so many nuances about the pricing, whether discounting that the company at the end of the day will give you, or even looking at something that you don't understand what it is and seeing the high price and saying, oh, it's not worth it, but you don't really know what it is. So I, I'm kind of on the fence. Um, I think it depends for G2 specifically. I think not including price is the right call. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, kind of something for everyone but i did think genesis i did this the other day they do a really clever thing here where they let you design your solution hmm. build your car and, that's awesome and get yourself a price i thought it was very very clever and i haven't seen a lot of people do this and my point being is because of the way they're packaging their products you could yeah. build each of these on and then organize them if that makes mm -hmm. sense it does and you could package them and people could click and they could add, you know, I want this and then I want this and I need this. And then they could get their blueprint, if that makes sense. I just think this is such a clever way. Like I love this website and what they do. And then you get your personalized blueprint. So it's not even that you're getting so much of a quote as something of value, which I think is even more valuable than a price and differentiates you in the buying journey when your boss is like, well, why should I use G2 over Gartner Pure Insights this quarter? I think this is the right story to tell, if that makes sense. It does. I am absolutely taking a note of this. Um, I love that it's interactive. People love to click. So the fact that yep. they get to click, I think, really engages them. It also gives the seller at Genesis an idea of what the people want to buy so they can craft the conversation in exactly the same way. And then that piece of content that um, you didn't click on gives a one pager to take and to give to the boss and the little blueprint visual, the building is just amazing and very gamified. Yeah, I love it. I'm stealing it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, I tried to, I, I got to interview, I think the CMO here, uh, our head of product, but they were brilliant. And uh, just the way they organize like solutions by industry, by org type, their yep. resources, we can help. And then all their content organized by outcomes instead of blog, resources, et cetera, which they keep over here. Products being organized by capabilities and then naming convention second. I thought they did a phenomenal job of being what I call customer led. Now the other parts yes. I think are really clever is they have four different access points because they're not about, like notice how everything is about giving you options. Live assistance, yep. what do you want? Schedule demo, customer care, Genesis careers, chat with sales. They have all these options and there's so customer centric that I, I think it shines through their brand, their imagery, the, the whole thing. And I think something like this could be very, very good for G2 
where it feels like they're very much trying to control me instead of empower. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's, that's a really good point. And even the pricing plans, I feel like I'm seeing less and less organization using this, the traditional pricing plans. I think the hard thing is you don't know what these are. So it's really hard for me to make a selection until yeah. I actually talk to somebody. And then it just becomes the sloop. Well, I can't really select what I want, but I do want to know the price versus the Genesis site. All of the call to actions are about me, right? It's, yeah. I want to get a quote. You're not asking me to make a decision on anything. You're just asking me questions, like request a yeah, demo. Yeah, you want to try it for free, yeah. right? Okay, cool. Let me it. see. Okay, cool. I could try it for free for 30 days. Okay, that's dope. Interesting. What if I just want to get a quote because I'm an enterprise company and that's not how we buy? Cool. Here's how you can just get a quote. So I guess to me, I think if I'm here, like what's there between pro, power, and content? Do they do pricing by seats, by profile visits, by employee size? I don't really understand if I should be asking for pro power or content. And I think that's a yeah. big thing when it's very hard to sell someone as an inbound SDR and know which AE to give them to and how to route it when there aren't these abilities for your prospect to self-identify with a product price point or a package. And I don't know how the heck I would do that here. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really great point. The other thing that, Genesis does well is a two field form. That's amazing. That's that's really yeah. smart. The rest is being enriched, right? With a clear bit reveal tool or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. So let's say we wanted to get started. What does that look like now? Okay, reviews, trust, sales in that order. Ghetto demo to learn how your G2 profile data reviews. I still don't, there's gotta be so much freaking waste though in their funnel because I have no way of identifying or automating any part of this right now because mm -hmm. I don't know what they're interested in. So I have no way of increasing my activation rate from form fill to opportunity because I don't know anything about them. I call this the one question technique. What's the one question I would ask that could put them in a more personalized marketing ops environment. I don't know what that would be though, because we aren't doing a great job of selling our products. We're just kind of selling the fact that we're G2 and people already want us. We're not selling the value of us in a way that lets a buyer articulate it to an SDR. Yeah. And they, and they had that messaging on some of the other pages. So it's just a matter of bringing that into the form and allowing the buyer to a little easier, like you said, self-identify. Yeah. Um, so they have it. They have the content. They just need to bring it in here. I'm playing through the pain over here. The uh, the other thing I find interesting on these types of websites, and I loved your opinion on, is how the heck do I buy the whole thing? Because I see all these products, but what's the platform? What's the suite? How are they all tied together to change my life as a buyer? I don't quite. Do you see what I'm saying? See how none of these, like here, I'll show um, someone I think who does. Uh, they don't do this well enough. I talked to the guy about it. I was like, oh, I see one opportunity. Um, Someone I think who does this really, really well that I use as an example is maybe like a workday where they have a large product suite. Mm -hmm. And then you can see about the suite. So see how they have all the different products, but then they tie it together so that you can see your life integrated, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if I see that in G2. Like what does my life look like because I have all their products? Yeah. And I think what they're doing is they're, this is the starting point, but the starting point is from ground zero where 
you're literally just hand raising, I want to talk to you versus some of the other companies, they're ingesting your intent a little more. So the form is not ground zero, it's level 10 out of 100. So you know a little bit about the buyer and that's better for the buyer because I feel understood, I feel validated. And it's easier for the SDR to have a more meaningful conversation rather than go through their, you know, their band questions. Yeah. And I, I just think you have, have a huge drop off in this funnel between hitting submit and then the yeah. next stage. And then the next, like those first mm -hmm. submit to attendance, because I don't know what, like what's, how long's the meeting? Yeah. And what value do I get out of this demo? Mm-hmm. So they're not really selling me on my next step. And then they have the word submit instead of like, you know, get Sign your, up, let's go. Mm -hmm. How about a G2 review score? Right. How do I get a G2 review score? And you can grade how I'm doing with um, brand discoverability or brand resonance or something that like is of value to me. I just think mm -hmm. it's very much just like every, well, you want G2 because you're in software and everybody in software uses G2. So you just fill this out. But I just could see so much waste in my blended customer acquisition cost between getting yep. someone from this step to the next step post marketing that I think we made it things so easy for someone to fill out our form, but not so easy to know what the heck they're going to get from filling out our form, which then mm -hmm. makes that next customer experience better and more personalized. Yeah. And I wonder if they include that information. Sometimes, sometimes companies do on the thank you page where then you know that somebody's going to reach out to you in 24 hours and this is what you'll get, or you do a qualification call, but it needs to be on this page. So I know what I'm getting. Otherwise I'm just, once again, hand raising. I'm not sure for what, I'm not sure why I can't tell them why I want to talk to them. This is how we do it. Right. So I'm not, because remember a demo is not the next step. So they're selling me on something that's not accurate. I don't actually get a demo when I hit submit, do I? I'm going to get an intro call where I'm still going to get qualified, correct? That's right. So That's exactly I always right. struggle when we sell the last step instead of the first step. Mm -hmm. And so here, right, we're personalizing based on their IP. And then we're talking about what we're going to cover. And then all we ask for is their email plus one question, which then allows us to route the right SDR, the right AE, and then the right marketing ops environment. Mm -hmm. I zoom in. But, so I think that's kind of my point here is like what happens next yeah. and i could just imagine the amount of waste that exists here what, yeah. else, what else are you seeing from the strategy that you think you know g2 could do a better job with growth i think taking the approach that they had on that one page that i mentioned that i really like and just making it a little more personalized um drift is is an example of a company that i think does that really well where you come to their site you almost feel like you're talking to somebody rather than just reading a book um, or reading, um, scrolling through content. So taking this approach in more of their site and especially on a high value landing pages, like a demo request. Um, cause I see it here, but then I didn't see it everywhere. Yeah. Like this one, the business Intel you need, right? Make it every decision, a confident one with your G2 insights subscription. I think this is awesome. Copy, get vital, timely data about your products, customers, Amazing. and competitors, mm -hmm. right? Like this is what we want. So then I go ahead, explore. Yeah. And even there, right, it's it's not funny, it's clever, it's personal, but then schedule a meeting, submit. It just goes very clinical for some reason yep. on the forms. And then even that dichotomy is a little uncomfortable and strange. Like I just was talking to somebody who's upbeat and all of a sudden they got really down. Like, hmm, what's going on here? 
Well, and the assumption is like I'm new, claim my profile or speak to someone. It's all about my profile, but not ironically about my product. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I don't think like this isn't a profile conversation. They must have such an issue with profile claiming that they have to include it everywhere because I bet you like 90% of their form fills are people trying to get their profile. Yeah. I feel like it's like Yelp. You know what I mean? It's like kind of selling at Yelp. It's a bunch of people that are frustrated about their reviews or their profile and they can't get access to it. Yeah. And I wonder if, if again, this complete guess, but I wonder if this seems like the content team and maybe even the growth team on the marketing operations are not really talking to each other. So that form that we're looking at seems very focused on, I need this data. This is the format I needed. And I need this checkbox checked and not thinking from a growth mentality and thinking, how do we actually get people to fill out that form rather than fill out it accurately? Yeah, no, I love that. I think the other thing we should probably look at is how do we get people from their core website to becoming a customer, right? So yeah. I can't really click here, so I'd fix that. Um, but let's say I land here. So I go back to G2. And by the way, if I were them, one of the first things I would do is I would move off the subdomain. So my massive website that has all the traffic is also helping me grow my sellers, my how I make my money, if that, if that makes sense. Um, but... So let's say I get here and then let's go to, you uh, had revenue operations, right? So it's easier yes. category, it's fine. Now we can evaluate it. So, <laughs> oh, not services. Um, okay, so I'm in best revenue operations software. I got Clary, 700 reviews, pretty good response, heck yeah. And then I, Go here. All of this is pretty useful. I like how you can filter by the mentions. Mm -hmm. Is there anything here you wish they did better as a vendor? I think they do a pretty good job at not just showing the five star, the four star, et cetera. But like you said, being able to really clearly see if I'm a sales operations person, or if I'm a sales AVP, how do I come here and listen to what other peers like me have to say? Yeah. And then the fact that I have ability to provide some content here as well, knowing that these folks are most likely bottom of the funnel um, is nice. Do you and pay them? Person. We have paid for the their RevOps um, grid, yeah. But they don't then delete comparisons even if you pay? Do they what? Do they delete these if you pay or no? I don't think so, which I like. I am all about people being able to compare us to in any other vendor out there. So I like that that is included. I would not take it away even if I could. Yeah. I guess I want to see this grid though. Is that because I'm not Yeah, maybe. Oh, they want me to sign in. Okay. Because yeah, what I want to see, I think, is I want to see where you score on that grid up here above the fold and see if they can do a better job integrating the category and the grid. I think it's weird that they don't have the grid more integrated. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like if you click here, like you don't like, they don't put the grid above the fold. That's a good point. And you have exactly. to click, even though I would argue this is the thing that helps the buyer the most, you know? Yeah. And I wonder, it, it does help the buyer. So I wonder if this is where they're more leaning on their, on their buyers, right? 
such as Clary, we happen to be the leader in the very top spot, but for folks who aren't potentially, it, they don't want that up top because then it shows immediately that they're not leading and they just want that listing of the companies. Yeah, they used to go left to right. So I like that they're vertical now. It definitely increases their click rate. And then do you have to pay for positionings right now? I can't remember. I, I stopped being more on the button side lately and they changed it. So no, are you paying to be number one? You know what I'm saying? We're not paying to be number one. And that I know for sure. We okay. are, we just bought rights to that grid so we can promote it because we're so proud of it. But no, I, we don't pay for anything else. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I do like the market segments, star rating, languages supporting, pricing available. I think all those things are pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. For filters. So I don't have a ton of suggestions here. I always like G2 for reviews. I thought they actually did it really, really well. Mm -hmm. I think the big thing here is mostly, I think their plans are kind of crummy. Mm -hmm. The platform could be a little better. I think the solutions piece, we haven't looked at this. Let's take a look. Let's say demand gen. I mean, this is going to be one of the, probably their biggest persona in my opinion. Um, Is this what demand gen does, if we're being honest? Is that a weird way to appeal to demand gen? Maybe I'm crazy. I think, and I've said this before, I think there's more connecting of the dots needed where I don't want to think that much. I want to read that headline and not really think, well, sync your G2. Well, what does that mean? What, what part of G2 am I syncing with my marketing automation? And then the other piece is, to me, when I read marketing automation, I think Marketo, I think email overall, but it's so much more than that. I can link it to my advertising. I can link it to other um, parts of my funnel and that's not clear. So that connecting the dots for me as a buyer, so I don't just come here, spend five seconds, five and a half seconds and leave is is the goal. And this page especially, I think is is confusing. Well, it doesn't speak to a director of demand gen. It doesn't. I mean, this is, yeah. this is not what the director of demand gen does. That's what the director of marketing ops does. Yep, exactly right. So that's what I think is so weird. Like sales ops, for example, like this is a sales ops function. It's just that you replace. It's weird because it's like marketing ops because they're using Marketo and HubSpot. And yeah. what they'll probably say is they'll do the same page, right? But they'll do it with like Salesforce. Yeah, see, exactly. It's the same game. Yeah, that's weird. See how they're enriched. It's the same value prop, just a different, same product, just for a different platform. See what they're doing? Yep, I do. I do. So this should probably be something more like revenue operations. They can do marketing and sales ops and tell the story from Marketo to Salesforce to lean data, whatever you want, always in the right time at the right point, whatever that is. But I don't think this also speaks to a sales ops, like how their world changes because G2. I think it's just, mm -hmm. we have a, like, we have an API for customer intent data that you can put into your database. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you you are correct that they're more talking about how they do it rather than why we should use it. And that's very common, once again, with, with, with messaging is because the companies are so excited about what they have to offer in their product that they tend to go down a little too deep into the features and not talking about the value. And when I come to the site, you're absolutely right. I'm going to look at that and might even disqualify myself and say, oh, G2, I don't know what that means. And marketing operations, that's, that's a mobs thing and just leave. I agree. And I think the big part that that leads us to in closing is there's no YG2. At the end of the day, I think that's the big one. I'm already on Captera. I'm already on Software Advice. I'm already with Gartner. Why do I need G2 as well? And what's this SaaS thing I got to pay for? Because everyone else is just making me pay a CPC or a CPL. 
What's this SaaS thing in this annual contract for reviews? What, why? Why G2? I, I don't think they answer that in all transparency. I really – by the way, like our clients, they, they sound like you. They don't know how to buy from G2. They know they need to be on G2, but they don't know how to buy from G2. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I also think to your point that there's very clear known competitors. So yeah. having that narrative about why, how we're different, maybe not even why we're better, but how we're different is really important versus if it's a market or an industry or a market space that there is not clear competitors or people don't know about the competitors, I think you can get away with it. Um, yeah, that's a really good call. But look at you, right? You say, why change? There's a better way to revenue. And you talk about the revenue process, right? You have a clear enemy, right? Your clear enemy is spreadsheets and apathy, right? At the end of the day, I think that's kind of the clear enemy here. Man, yeah, manual, exactly. Literally what you made your yep. enemy. And my point is, who's G2's enemies? Like, watch me do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Customer generation. Customer generation is a marketing methodology developed by Directive, right? MQLs don't pay the bills. <laughs> customers do delivering on the promise demand gen forgot about the five principles and it's a whole indoctrination of why you need customer generation versus demand gen why do i need purchase intent data SaaS fees and all the things of g2 when most of us are just going to g2 because we want more freaking leads yet you seem to be so much more than leads yet i don't know why i need to pay for it do you see what i'm saying i do i do and i think I bet you a lot of people still think G2 just, just reviews and that's all they think. So they're not even aware about everything that G2 does. So then it's, what do they do that's more than reviews? And then why would I buy that from G2? I love it. I mean, G2 is crushing. I got no real qualms yeah. with them. I just think their ability to articulate why they're crushing it and what makes them better. I yep. think they're at 90%. I think that last 10% is bundling all your products together. So we understand yourself as a platform, as a, solution and then why like why g2 over mm -hmm. everyone else because and then these pages should be redone i don't think they really understand mm -hmm. these use cases like they need to yep Agreed. and then the plans should probably be you know like i should know the difference between pro power and content by just looking here and not having to scroll and then click through all these yeah, yeah. all right natasha Congratulations. Sorry, Clary. You're now the CMO of G2. Three things. Mm. What are you going to do? I am going to go to my growth team and make sure that they're talking to content and marketing operations and just getting on the same page. I'm going to go to my one. Two, I'm going to go to my product marketing and making sure that we know exactly the personas that we're going after, understand what the pain points are. And three, I'm going to put that in action and i want it not on a powerpoint slide i want a roadmap for when that's going to happen and how it's going to happen i love it i love it natasha thank you so much uh for thank being a SaaS marketing makeover thanks for if having me anyone wants to learn more about clary or your journey what's the best way to do it clary.com go ahead go there request a demo or chat with us i love it well thank you so much natasha it's been great having you and uh that's the SaaS marketing makeover everybody.